Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 62, Being Ditched, Rejected, or Ghosted. It's September 14th, 2022. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and podcaster. I also happen to be a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved, even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way, and my music is by Howie Moscovich. being ditched, rejected, or ghosted. Oh my heavens, that's no fun. And I have a lot of experience with this, believe it or not. Yes, I have been ditched, I have been rejected royally, and ghosted, you name it, many times over. And I'm not embarrassed or ashamed to say that. Like, it is what it is. So I do have some good experience. And I'm going to try to bring a little play and humor to what is otherwise a very deeply painful subject. And I'm not making light of it. I know how deeply painful and hurtful and all kinds of things that this topic is. But I have some suggestions that I'll cover at the end that I think are going to be helpful to you. Because rejection is a part of life, unfortunately. Sometimes so is being ditched or ghosted. So let's get going. What am I going to cover in today's podcast? Well, I'm going to give you a little kind of definition or overview on being ditched, rejected, or ghosted. I'm going to talk about epic failures and rejections, feelings when this happens to you, reasons why people ditch you, ghost you, or reject you, some empowering attitudes or beliefs, I'm going to talk briefly about post-traumatic growth and why it's applicable. I'm going to mention managing and processing your emotions on this topic, being able to laugh at yourself, and lastly, give you some suggestions on what to do next if you've been ditched, rejected, or ghosted before I give you my takeaways for the podcast and call to action. If you happen to be new to my content, I hope you're going to visit my website at www.lisaalundy.com because I have a current giveaway. Well, I've been doing, I've been doing giveaways for quite some time. Well, since very early on and I really I love them they're a lot of fun and I have a current giveaway called look look I want a book so you can enter to win a book and as soon as I get flat with my IT guy we're going to have another giveaway I have to figure out if we can do two simultaneously or how to work that out and I'm going to be going giving doing the great cookbook giveaway giveaway copies of my current gluten-free and allergy cookbook and my previously cookbook that's out of print and some aprons and some other good stuff so if you haven't visited my website please enter my giveaway because that would make me happy next I want to give you my disclaimer so my disclaimer is that I'm not a medical health professional or therapist in any capacity I don't pretend to be that I'm not that and I know I'm not that you should know I'm not that too you as a person should get your medical advice or therapy advice from a licensed healthcare provider that's the way it goes. That's the way it is. That's my disclaimer. Now, 
If you're listening to this podcast and you happen to be feeling hopeless or suicidal or that life is just too hard, I'm asking you to interrupt that thinking and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. I'm asking you to talk about it. I'm asking you to tell people if you need to post it on social media, so be it. There are people who would be happy to help you. Of course, they'd be heartbroken that that's how you feel, but there are people who will help you and there is help available. So that's my request. All right. So if you look up the definition definition of being ditched, the informal de- definition is to get rid of or give up. Of course, there's also the definition of ditch where it's like a trench that you dig. Um, The definition of reject is to dismiss as inadequate, inappropriate, or not to one's taste. And ghost, that's typically used in reference to dating. But basically, if you're ghosted, it's a form of rejection where communication is cut off suddenly or without any warning or explanation. Again, that usually applies to the dating area, but sometimes sometimes you feel like you've been ghosted by your friends. And here's what they all have in common. They're all hurtful, and they all bring up a host of negative emotions, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. But before, so that's kind of the overview. You, you've been, you know, someone has said, you're, you're, not, you're not to my taste, and or you didn't get a job, or what have you, or you didn't been ghosted. So I want to talk for a moment about uh, my rejection. (laughs) Oh, I've had a lot of rejection people, a lot of rejection and being ditched and being ghosted. Um, And I call them epic. They're epic failures and epic rejections. And the reason why I'm covering this with you now right up front is so that you get a sense that, oh, I am definitely experienced in this area. And I'm not ashamed or embarrassed about being rejected or ghosted or ditched. So I'm going to give you six, six, <laughs> six examples. I know I could have given you so many, but I'm just going to stick with six of the top ones. So number one, uh, in college, I tried to start a new group on campus that was completely rejected out of hand by a vote of 12 against the idea and two for it. And yes, my name was associated with the effort to try to start this group. And so my name was the only name listed in the college newspaper as the uh, person whose uh, efforts were rejected. And so it was a very public rejection, (laughs) very public rejection. And I found out later all the students were talking about it and laughing behind my back. But okay, so there's an example. Number two, when I published my very first gluten-free and allergy cookbook, which was a hybrid at the time because it was really one of the first books, cookbooks to do a crossover combining the market of gluten-free and allergy, um, I used a local printer thinking that would be, it would be printed in America and it would be a better quality and promptly within 30 days of of customers receiving the cookbooks, they fell apart. Like they literally fell apart. And the, the printer rejected the notion that it had anything to do with his printing and blamed the customers as far as how they were using the cookbook. Uh, another one is that I had not one but two epic rejections uh, of 
by men who I had actually married. So I have two epic failures in marriage. I mean, complete rejection, but failures as well. Uh, number four, um, I had a lot of rejection when I went to look for a professional job after being a stay-at-home mom and a homeschooling mom for 20 years. Uh, another example is I had an epic rejection by a sales manager when I was in sales when I was a top performer in the company. It was really kind of shocking because I had the numbers, my customers loved me, like loved me to death, and and there it was. He did not want me in the job. He was rejecting me personally, even though professionally by the numbers, he couldn't do anything about that. And then another example, like you need more examples. Uh, in 2010, I applied to a university to conduct and hold a, an internship program for their college students. And uh, so I sent them a written document with my the outline of my internship program. And then I called them to follow up and they promptly said, oh, you know, you're not the kind of person we would ever consider allowing our students to do an internship with. And I was like, oh, that's another good example of rejection. So I have many, many, many more examples, but you get the idea. I have been rejected by organizations or universities, by managers, by men, like, you know, all over the board. So I want to give you, though, before we move on, a little debrief as we look back at those uh, six or so examples. So in the first one, the college group, despite it being a public rejection and a public failure, I and a team of people, the same team of people whose names weren't mentioned in the article about us being rejected, uh, went ahead and continued pursuing that effort, and we were ultimately successful and started the group, got the group approved, and restarted or recolonized a chapter of an international organization that is still around today. So even though I was rejected and our efforts were rejected, we were ultimately successful. And I think the the really interesting thing is after we were successful is when I really found out the extent to which people were ridiculing me and laughing at me and basically saying, who does she think she is? Which is what I was told to my face after we were successful. So that's the aftermath. Like I didn't give up the idea and we were ultimately successful. Now, the cookbook example, uh, when the printer rejected the notion that his printing was responsible, I did. we did have the cookbooks tested, and it was found out that the wrong type of glue was used in binding, and the, the glue was brittle, and therefore repeated opening of the book would cause it to fail. And he did make good on it, although it was quite an effort. And I did get a lot in touch with a lot of the customers, as many as I could find to replace their books. And I clearly learned what not to do. Now, the two marriages I mentioned. Well, I learned a great deal. And uh, although they were painful experiences, I used those rejections. I mean, it's really just a rejection. Uh, to become a better person as an individual and to make my life better. And uh, with respect to being rejected by uh, in, in a career path, well, 
clearly I found what God wanted me to do, which is my podcast, my YouTube videos, writing for newsweek.com, etc. So, you know, rejection is hard, but sometimes rejection is rejection because you're supposed to be doing something else. And the important thing is that all the jobs I applied for and was rejected for, that didn't take me. All right, so uh, the next example of being rejected by my sales manager when I was doing extremely well. I mean, I had just opened accounts. It was like incredible. I was just, it was shocking to to have this confrontation with it, with my manager to find out, you know, he didn't want me in the job. It was a very personal. So I went and got a, a better job. Like, why would I hang out and let somebody treat me poorly? But I'm doing so well. Well, the aftermath and the debrief on that is I found out after I had a new job and I had left the company, then I was contacted by other sales reps who had also been working for the same manager and had had a lot, a lot of a lot more tenure in working for this particular sales manager to find out that every year this guy, whose name is Harry, every year Harry, blah blah blah, picked a rep. And would go pick on them till he got them to leave or till he fired them, even regardless of their performance. So after I had a better job and I was hearing this from the other reps, I was kind of like, wow, like, well, thank God I left. That just wouldn't have gone well because this, this man has a problem. So that's how that debriefed. And then <laughs> with the with respect to the college internship, so that's a pretty serious rejection. You know, you're not the kind of person we would allow our students to do an internship program with, period. They said that without meeting me. They said that without a, a lengthy conversation at all. So I just turned around and sent the same exact internship program and description to another prestigious university, more prestigious than the one I had been rejected from. They got the email. They called me right away and said, we love it. We'd love to have you. Can we start this right away? And I said, well, you know, your semester's already started. Do you think you'd actually find a student who'd like to do the program, even though the semester has begun? They said, oh, yes, we were sure. And within a week, I had my first intern, and it was amazing. I actually did that program with that particular university, the internship program, for two years. It was stunning and great. And wow, like the same program, one university was like, oh, you're not good enough for us. And another university said, yeah. So I'm very well-skilled in being rejected and being ditched, being ghosted, and I don't take it personally. But, but this is my kind of attitude, like, go for the epic reject, rejection. Like, why not? Go for the epic failure. Like, why not? Well, I do, I am a big fan of, of thinking big and dreaming big, and I have a podcast on that. I'm also a big fan of having fun and playing life. I have a podcast on that. But I want you to be grounded in the fact that I am very deeply experienced in being ditched, rejected, and ghosted. And I don't take it lightly. I mean, I'm laughing about it, chuckling about it. I gave you some examples of see how well that turned out. Well, maybe not the marriage, maybe not the marriages, but there's nothing I could have done differently about that. And that's not something I can talk about. But anyway, so because I want you, I want you to understand that I get it. 
like I get it because the next part I'm going to talk to you about is how you feel when this happens and trust me I know how it feels so when you've been ditched or rejected or ghosted no matter what the cause or what the reason typically you're going to experience what I call the difficult emotions and those are things like sadness and depression and loss anxiety anger resentment betrayal obviously rejection sometimes you'll feel ashamed or embarrassed you might feel let down you might feel crushed or devastated or despondent or dismayed you might feel like you're not good enough you might be hurt well probably you're gonna be hurt you might be shocked surprised upset you might feel like people don't love you you might feel like people don't care about you or they don't like you or abandoned so there's a huge cesspool of different emotions or feelings that you're gonna have if you've been ditched or rejected or ghosted and that's normal and you want to be able to identify how you're feeling specifically and then you want to be able to feel your feelings but the difference is you're not going to feel your feelings 24 hours a day seven days a week where it becomes this pervasive morbid morbid overwhelming overreaching sadness and despair you're going to feel your feelings for a limited amount of time because I'm going to give you other things to be doing while you're managing and processing your emotions. So what I'm saying is it's very painful when you are rejected. It's painful if your friends ditch you, like ditch you for an event or ditch you, ditch you forever. And, and it's painful to be ghosted, especially if it's, you know, real ghosted where you don't have any warning and you don't know what happened. But you want to learn how to deal with pain and deal with being rejected or ditched or ghosted because pain is part of life and when you learn how to deal with painful things you're building skills you're building abilities and you're you're increasing your happiness i'm not saying that painful things make you happy but when you have skills and abilities to deal with painful things in life it makes life easier it just does so unless you're gonna live in a box unless you're gonna like wall yourself off from all people and all things you know it's extremely likely that you're gonna get ditched or rejected or ghosted in life it's just part of like what people do and sometimes people don't do it because of you they do it because of them which is what I'm going to talk about next so you've got to deal with your feelings and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a moment but you know it's it's a painful thing to be ditched or rejected or ghosted it is but it doesn't have to ruin your life so why do people do that though why do people ditch you or reject you or ghost you well I, there's a lot of reasons there are an awful lot of reasons and I have some of them so some of them are um, I'm not going to number each one, but I have them numbered on my little bullets. So sometimes people ditch you or ghost you or reject you because they don't feel good about themselves or they think that they don't measure up in some way or they're dealing with their own stuff and it has literally nothing to do with you, nothing to do with how good you are or how much they like you or how they feel about you another reason is sometimes people are overwhelmed in life 
when people are overwhelmed in life, they have to kind of sometimes shut down a little bit, kind of regroup, kind of cocoon, and kind of sort themselves out. Another reason is sometimes they don't like you for some reason. And that doesn't have to be bad. I'll talk about that later. Um, another reason sometimes people do these things is because they have enough friends or they have enough family or they just really don't have the capacity for more people in their life. And sometimes someone in their life doesn't want them to be friends with you. Most notably, that happens in abusive relationships, by the way. Uh, another reason is there was some kind of misunderstanding that you're not aware of. They could be embarrassed or ashamed about their own behavior or how they treated you or what they did or didn't do, and that can cause them to have to go away. Sometimes people are struggling with depression, anxiety, or other emotions, and it's just that's just all they can do is get through life. Um, I already mentioned if they're in an abusive relationship, that abusive relationships typically involve isolation. So they'll isolate um, their target from family and friends or coworkers. So it could be one of those things, which is actually very common. And I just did a podcast about that. All right. Another reason is sometimes people mistakenly think that you don't like them. Now, that might be projection, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes they just honestly don't think that you like them. Um, another reason is they have urgent priorities that you are not aware of. And you might not be aware of them because they're keeping them on the lowdown, or you might not be aware of them because you're not that close to them. Another reason is they're angry or holding a grudge. Um, you are the scapegoat. They don't approve of you, your values, your actions, or your lifestyle choices. Uh, they believe that somehow they are superior to you or you are below their status level. Another reason is they don't feel good around you. They might feel judged or criticized or put down by you. And another reason is sometimes um, you scare or intimidate them, even if it's not rational and even if it's not based on your action statements or behaviors. Um, they might not be highly functioning in life, which is a reason what would that would explain a lot of behaviors. They might have low self-esteem. They might not think that they deserve to have someone like you in their life. And they may have a cognitive distortion, which is extremely, extremely common. And what that means is they have a flawed way of looking at life or inaccurate thinking. It's actually irrational thinking. So the way they look at life isn't based in reality. And or you might remind them from someone of someone from their past that they had issues or problems with or that, you know, didn't go well. So that's roughly 25 reasons why sometimes people will ditch you or ghost you or reject you. And a lot of those things I just mentioned almost a lot, almost all, most of them have little or nothing to do with you. If I read through them again, we could dissect it. But what I'm saying is more often than not, it's not necessarily you, but it could be you. Like when I said something about you intimidate people, I, I learned in college when I was in training to be a resident assistant, that the fact that I smiled and it was really warm and inviting intimidated some people. 
Like it scared them terribly. And, you know, I was smiling and being welcoming and they felt welcomed and they felt really happy that I was smiling and welcoming them, but it also scared them and it also intimidated them. So that was a very valuable lesson to learn at a young age. So those are some of the reasons why people do what they do. Now let's move on to empowering attitudes or beliefs. And so I have a little news flash for you. And for some of you, it's a news flash. For some of you, you're like, yeah, I already knew that. Um, so no matter who you are, or no matter what you're like, or no matter how good of a person you are, or, you know, no matter what, there are always, always going to be people who just don't like you. And you need to be okay with that. That doesn't mean you're not amazing. That doesn't mean you're not a great person. It doesn't mean you're not, you know, that you're less than they are, or you're somehow inferior or incapable or unskilled. It just means you're not for them or you're not for them right now, or you, you might never be for them or what have you. And, and luckily for me, I, I had a very wise, wise mother, and she taught me when I was a young teenager that no matter what, there are always going to be people who don't like you. And I can remember sitting in the car, we were driving somewhere, her explaining this to me, because I was trying to understand why some girls at school like didn't want to be friends with me or something, something like that. And she was just like, oh, well, you know, that's just like a rule of law, like, there are always going to be people who don't like you. And I was like, really? And she was like, yeah. I'm like, wow. So what a great thing to learn at a young age. Because that's true. There are always going to be people who don't like you. And there are always going to be people who don't want you in their posse or don't want to be friends with you or men who don't want to date you or women who don't want to date you or whatnot. But that's helpful. So the, the next most helpful thing in this topic is for you to bring empowering attitudes and beliefs to the table. And so one of them is the understanding that not everyone's going to like you and it doesn't mean you're bad. It doesn't mean you're inferior. It doesn't mean you're incapable. It doesn't mean anything negative about you. You can make it mean that, but it doesn't necessarily mean that. So one of the empowering books that I'm a huge fan of is you don't have to take it personally. You do not have to take it personally if someone ditches you or rejects you or ghosts you. Even when it's personal, you do not have to take it personally. And oftentimes when I'm working with people or talking to friends or whomever, and we get into this and people will say, well, yeah, but it was personal. It was directed at me. Well, yes, but if you took you out of the equation and put someone else in your place would that person have treated them the same way? Well, the answer is almost always, almost, almost, almost always, yes. Somebody else would have gotten the same treatment. Therefore, it's not really personal. And even when it is personal, you don't have to take it personally. You just don't have to. So that's one empowering attitude and belief that I'm a, that I'm a big fan of. Because, you know, like, why take it personally if you don't have to? I don't know. All right, so the next empowering attitude or belief, and sometimes this applies and sometimes it doesn't, is you dodged a bullet. If something didn't go your way and you ended up ditched, rejected, or ghosted, one possible view or empowering attitude or belief is that you dodged a bullet. Another one is something better is coming your way. Another empowering attitude or belief is everyone is doing the best that they can in life. 
Now this is actually an empowering attitude or belief that helps you dealing with your feelings about the other person, party, entity, company, or what have you that ditched you, rejected you, or ghosted you. And I personally do believe that everyone's doing the best that they can in life. I mean, there are people who do a pretty lousy job, but that's the best they can do. And for me, it's empowering to look at life through the belief and attitude that people are doing the best that they can. Another empowering attitude or belief is that this doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. I mean, I could just go on and on about what I could have made up about just the, the six examples I gave of how I was rejected in life. Yeah, I could have made terrible stuff, but you getting ditched, rejected, or ghosted doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It just doesn't. You can make it mean that. You can believe that, but that's not helpful. And it's not really actually probably true. All right, another empowering attitude or belief is that wasn't meant for me. Now, I like that one. I use that one all the time. And it works for me. If it doesn't work for you, don't use it. Another empowering attitude or belief is, well, that didn't work out well. Let me try a different approach. I mean, if it's a goal you're committed to, that would be the thing that I did in college with the other ladies that I was working with when we failed, epic failure, epic rejection on getting uh, the campus to approve our group. We just tried a different approach and then we were successful. So Sometimes I have to pick myself up, dust, dust myself off, pull up my big girl panties and go, hmm, that didn't go well. Let me try a different approach or that wasn't meant for me. So I think you get the idea that empowering attitudes and beliefs are things that can be very helpful when you're dealing with being ditched, rejected, or ghosted. So you can choose your attitudes and beliefs. And I'm suggesting strongly, I'm a strong advocate that you bring empowering attitudes and beliefs to your life because they're going to help you feel better. All right, the next thing I want to talk about is post-traumatic growth. So when you get ditched or you're rejected or you've been ghosted, there are two primary things, in my opinion, that need to happen. Number one, you need to manage and process your emotions about it, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, briefly talk about in a minute. And number two, you have to, if you choose to, take advantage of post-traumatic growth. Now, you don't have to manage and process your emotions. I strongly recommend it. And you don't have to take advantage of post-traumatic growth, although I strongly recommend it. So what is post-traumatic growth? Well, the research on post-traumatic growth shows that you can, operative word can, become a better version of yourself and have a richer and more rewarding life as a result of going through and dealing with life's hardships, life challenges, loss, bereavement, clearly rejection falls into that. That, that that's, that's an option. So it's an option that you can become a better version of yourself and you can have a richer and more rewarding life as a result of hardship, as a result of rejection, as a result of bereavement or loss. So what does that mean? That means that you could take being ditched or you could take being rejected or you could take being ghosted and make this into an opportunity where you're going to live your best life as a result. Like, yeah, why not? Because you want to just be sad and you want to just 
feel morose and you want to be depressed and you don't want to have the happy life, no, you can use being ditched, deeply rejected, or ghosted as an opportunity to live your best life. And I'm a diehard fan of that. So what goals do you have for your life? What could you do to make your life better? What are you up to in life? What could you be doing that you're not doing? These are not the questions we sit around talking about in life. Like, I really look forward to the day when, hey, what are you up to and how can I support you, is the conversation that runs the day, as well as, you know, the whole emotional piece that we aren't doing either. But if you've been ditched, rejected, or ghosted, this is the perfect time to be introspective, take a five-minute timeout, or take a day timeout and say, hmm, Am I living my best life? Well, if you're, you know, pining over someone who ghosted you or rejected you or a job you didn't get or that people ditched you, that's probably not you living your best life. Maybe it's the best you can do up till now, but I'm telling you, you can learn new things and you can grow as a human being. And we know that because of neuroplasticity of the brain. So I don't care how old you are. I don't care what kind of trauma you had or what kind of hardships. And I, I'm, I'm not dismissing or demeaning hardships or traumas. I, I know all about them. Sadly, I do. But you can become anybody you want to be. And you can learn new things. I've got over 60 podcasts to help you get there. But you could make a life plan or a roadmap or start with a bucket list or start with some goals and start making now the time where you're going to make your life be better. Like You're going to do that. And then being ditched, rejected, or ghosted becomes like, well, thank God that happened. Look what I did as a result. So that's my suggestion. Take advantage of post-traumatic growth. And you can Google post-traumatic growth on the internet and find out all kinds of stuff about it. The next thing in is managing and processing your emotions. And this is an area that the majority of people are not highly skilled at. They're not very good at it. And it's also something that you don't want to skip over. You don't want to step over this and just gloss over it because any emotions that you don't deal with, that means you have to identify them and then manage and process them. Any emotions you don't manage and process, they lay in wait in your subconscious and unconscious mind. It's very fascinating to know what we know about that from the research, but you want to start to begin to ask yourself, what, are, what am I making this mean? What, was I real and authentic in the relationship or in the situation? Did I do my best job? Was I my best self? Do I have any regrets? If I do, what are they? What can I learn from this? What decisions am I making as a result of this being ditched, rejected, or ghosted? What am I making it mean about myself? What am I making it mean about other people? What am I making it mean about, you know, the world in general? You know, relationships, dating, what have you. And sometimes people, when they're doing this, they go, why did this happen? Well, sometimes the why matters and sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes you're going to get an answer to the why and sometimes you're not. Or sometimes you'll get it later. Like I was ditched uh, by a friend which I won't say when or give any details. Uh, 
And of course, later I realized it was because I was admonishing them to stop having an affair with a married man. And I'm not a fan of that. I mean, I just, that's a hurtful behavior. It's just not appropriate in my opinion. And I know that sounds righteous and judgmental, but it doesn't line up with my values. And it is a very hurtful thing to do to other people. And this person was not in any way going to stop having the affair. So they had to cut me off because they couldn't take uh, my strong, continuous request that they stop the affair. So sometimes you'll find out later, years later, or sometimes you'll find out never. And sometimes why is not the question to ask. Sometimes you just have to live with not knowing why something happened. But even if you if you never find out why, if you were ditched, rejected, or ghosted, you could still have it be one of the best things that ever happened to you. And so you want to, you have to manage and process your emotions. Now that, I have a podcast on. I'm going to someday do a diagram, but I'm going to have to really, really work on that. I'm going to have to get some graphic help on that. But you want to start to manage and process your emotions. And really that podcast will help you. And if you don't listen to podcasts, well, you're listening to one now, but it's all my podcasts are transcribed now to my website. So you can print it out and look at it later. Um, but you've got to process your emotions about this because if you if you're not familiar with your subconscious and unconscious mind, yes, I have a podcast about that. Your subconscious and unconscious mind is going to play, you know, like the evil, evil, wicked devil, and make up stuff in your subconscious and unconscious mind that you won't know about that will then direct your life. And so, it's really, really critical that you manage and process your emotions and that's a whole hour-long podcast on how you do that but that that should get you started now the next thing i have before i get into the suggestions is to be able to laugh at yourself now i understand you might think oh wow this is a very serious and and sad subject and now you're talking about being able to laugh at yourself yes i am talking about being able to laugh at yourself in this painful subject why because it is wildly helpful in life to not take yourself so seriously that you can't laugh at yourself i mean i have always been up to very i've always had very serious goals serious serious goals and at the same time i'm a big fan and I always am playing and laughing and having fun. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. So you can get ditched and still laugh about it. I mean, I had some guy who didn't even want to be friends with me. And <laughs> my friends and I were laughing like, oh my God, some guy doesn't even want to be friends with me. <laughs> like, I'm not talking dating, I'm talking about doesn't want to even be friends about me. And I was laughing. I make mistakes all the time and I'm laughing about it. You know, like some of them are funny and some aren't so funny, but I can laugh at myself. This is, if you can't laugh at yourself, if you can't have any fun with your mistakes or your life, then that might be an area for you to get to work on and grow and develop because life is way easier if you can laugh at yourself. And I don't mean like like self-deprecating, you know, like you feel bad about yourself and so you're always making negative comments about yourself. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about to be able to genuinely chuckle and, and laugh at yourself in a healthy way. So if that's not in your 
arsenal of tools, I would put that on your list because it's so much fun. I mean, I, I have so much fun in my life, even when I'm by myself. <laughs> and sometimes I post my funny little stories on Facebook because they just make me laugh. And then sometimes people will post, oh my God, you're such a riot, you know. Well, why keep my funny stories that happen when I'm by myself to myself and other people can have fun at my expense with me because I'm chuckling about it. Anyway, so if you can't laugh at yourself, I'd probably suggest you put that on your list. So now I want to give you some general suggestions if you've been ditched, rejected, or ghosted. So number one, create your best life and use this as a pivotal turning point for your life becoming better because then you can look back and you can say, wow, that really horrible blankety blank, blankety blank, blankety blank thing happened to me. But look, look what I did with that. Look how I made my life amazing or look at how I handled that or what have you. So get up to making your life be the best that it can. Live your best life. All of my podcasts, by the way, and my YouTube videos will help you with that. Number two, self-care and self-compassion. We live in a world where people are, generally speaking, not taking care of themselves and, generally speaking, don't have a lot of self-compassion. They may be as compassionate as Mother Teresa for other people, but when it comes to themselves, they lack self-compassion. So you want to boost your self-care. Get on that, make it fun, make it enjoyable, and tame your inner critic. Now, number three, ditch negative thinking, disempowering attitudes and beliefs, catastrophizing, overthinking. All of those things are not helpful to you in life. Now, I know if you're a negative thinker or pessimist, you're like, want to shoot me in the foot, you can shoot me in the foot. And you can keep your negative thinking. I'm just saying as a general rule, it's not too helpful. Number four, set up a reward system. I have a podcast on motivation that talks about a reward system. I have a Newsweek article on Newsweek.com under the expert, um, expert tab on setting up a reward system that just came out earlier this month. You want to have a reward system. You want to level up and make your reward system fun. I have one. I've used one forever. They're really fun really fun, really fun. And they're going to help you live your best life because they're going to get rewards for doing the good, you know, good and bad stuff. I don't mean bad stuff. I mean like the hard chores and things you don't want to do. All right. So that's number four. Number five, learn to manage and process your emotions. Oh my gosh. This is like the mother load of great holy grail of, of living life to be able to manage and process your emotions. And sadly, 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 we are not living in a society where many people know how to do that. So get on that. Number six, take on happiness as a goal. Happiness and being well-loved. Those are the two. I mean, I want you to be well-loved. I want you to just know that you're loved and feel well-loved all the time. And that's typically not how people feel. So I have a video on Be Well-Loved. My first podcast is Be Well-Loved. I want you to be well-loved and I want you to be happy. Well, I have a whole three-part podcast series on a crash course in happiness. All of my stuff is going to help you end up being happier, although you're probably going to have to grow a number of skills and abilities to get there to be happy no matter what. And I'm talking about a lot of skills. All right, so next, create a team or posse or get a group together. Life is so much more fun when you do it in a group. It is way more fun. Come on, you know that. Well, you want to live your best life. You want to take this being ditched or rejected or ghosted, whatever happened. You want to make it be like a pivotal 
turning point in your life. So grab a team, make a team up, say who wants to go for their best life and, you know, make a name for your team. You know, you could have it be the Star, Star Trek Quest or Indiana Jones episode or pick your favorite, favorite TV show. I don't care how you do it, but make it fun and grab a team and have you all go for your best life because that's really going to support you. That is going to support you in a major way. And so the last thing is to transform your relationship to being ditched, rejected, or ghosted. So you could have it be like, hey, if you're out in life and you're not getting rejected or no one's ditching you or no one's ghosting you, like, are you really playing full out in life? Are you really playing big or are you playing small? Like, so you don't get rejected because you don't want to get ditched. You don't, you know, like, how are you living life? Because if you're not going for the epic failures and the epic rejections, hmm, that's something to think about. And I'm requesting that you transform your relationship to rejection or being ditched or ghosted to be like, woohoo, I was just ghosted or woohoo, I was rejected. Like you, you could do that. Like you could, because I know I do that. All right. So, I mean, that's not to say I don't deal with the pain. Now I'm, I deal with painful things. I don't like gloss over my emotions. I I'm the diehard deal with my emotions, manage and process them. So here's some takeaways. So number one, it's time to grow and develop yourself because you can and because it's going to make your life better and easier, even when it's hard. Number two, it's time to use being ditched, ghosted, or rejected as the major opportunity of your life to make your life better. And number three, it's time to get a group together. A group of people, I don't care if they're strangers at the outset or how you do it, and take advantage of post-traumatic growth. Take this hardship and make it be like a wildly fun adventure with a group of people. So for my call to action, it's time to get into action if you've been ditched, rejected, or ghosted, because it's time to live your best life. It's time to take people with you and make it fun with rewards and parties and all that good stuff. And lastly, to share this podcast on social media so you can help other people get a more empowering view of the hurtful pain of being ditched, rejected, or ghosted. That's it. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 62, Being Ditched, Rejected, or Ghosted. I hope you're going to be able to laugh at yourself have some epic fun with failures and rejection and get into action to live your best life. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe so you get the new ones automatically. And please visit my website so you can enter my current giveaway because that would make me happy and you might win something. Hang in there for now. You got this. Love you. Bye.